and welcome to No Two Gays About It. I'm Tom Burke. And I'm Michael Foley. And we are just a couple of old homosexuals who are here to talk about all kinds of things that kind of relate to those of us over 50 gay males out there in the world. Yes, and uh, today we're going to be talking about a gay grandpa, and we're going to be revisiting two stories we've covered in the past. Um, and also we're going to be talking about how today's generation identifies and how that affects um, our generation and our reaction to those some of those words. And um, we have Tom's favorite part, the savage side eye. And I think I'm going to get that again today. There is nothing like a good savage side eye. Because I've been so annoying Michael, him. I've been annoying him all morning. No, you haven't. So what's what's happening with you? What's new and exciting? Well, you know, I was in LA over the, the long weekend. Well, it was a long weekend for me. And I saw Cocaine Bear, which I loved. Okay, good. It was awesome. It was everything that you would expect a movie titled Cocaine Bear to be. Fantastic. And if you went in expecting anything else, then, you know, you should seek therapy. Um, but I also did something that I mentioned in our previous show just for you. Ooh, what was that? I watched reality television and that show uh, Family Karma. Oh, my God. How great is it? Did you watch The Wedding? I watched, two, well, I had to abort one of the, <sighs> the second episode that I was watching because they were running a, it was a day long thing. So I watched an oh, episode, wow. struggled through that. And then after the second one, I was like, okay, I can't. And I went straight to the wedding um, because I just, I, reality TV makes me crazy. Okay. But come on that wedding. <clears throat> how great was that? I loved 20% of the show. And that was the stuff that to me seemed really genuine. And that was the heartfelt family stuff. And the, sure. But you know, the reason, one of the reasons like reality TV doesn't work for me is because it's, as you know, it's not really reality. It's scripted, it's staged, most of it. And there are very few unplanned moments, but there were some really beautiful unplanned moments in the show. And it was a huge leap forward for our community i think totally it, to and have... that to me that was the beauty of it. and i cried i totally cried oh my god all right you uh, i have a huge sectional in my house it's like 27 or 28 feet long i'm on one side watching my husband of course is on the exact opposite end watching and all of a sudden i hear this like <laughs> and i look over and my Guy Guy husband is over there like ugly crying. It was so touching though. It, it really was. And the fact that this wedding was on television, two gay men who were professing their love, and that was part of that 20% reality stuff. That was amazing yeah. between the two of them. Um, and then the the parents, it was, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. Um, so because I didn't watch that much of the show how long have they been together because they showed they finally showed some old pictures during the wedding episode and i was like yeah. oh damn they were they've obviously been together for quite some time well they met 10 years ago okay and uh it was when the indian uh part of this couple had just come out so he wasn't ready for a, a relationship 
so they started dating, but then they separated. And two years after, they came back together because they were meant to be together. And so they've basically been together for eight years. And now, as I said last week, um, you know, this is a group of gay men in their 30s who are now taking this plunge and getting married and taking that next step into their their lives. So welcome to the world of reality television, Michael. I will not be revisiting, and I did that just for you, but I have to tell you, like I said, there were some really beautiful moments that I'm really glad I watched. And Good. I'm you glad know, to. Again, we, it, it, it's huge that this stuff is seen so that the folks out there who think, you know, it's we're just all about our sexuality get right. the fact that it's it's so much more than that you know if you if you or i tomorrow were no longer able to have sex we would still be gay men and because sex is such a small part of right. what makes us gay men and we want the same thing that everybody else in life wants whether you're straight whether you're gay whether you're trans whether you're a lesbian however you identify people just want to be loved and that has nothing to do with sex. Okay. I can, I totally understand and agree what we're saying, but I'm going to take you into another world of reality television where this exact point was made. And this, while the Family Karma is on Bravo, this was on ABC, which is an even bigger step for our community. I was watching American Idol, as one does, <laughs> as I have done from the very moment that Kelly Clarkson won. I love reality television. Um, so I don't know if you have been watching American Idol in the past few years, but the current judges are Katy Perry and uh, Lionel Richie and, oh my God, I'm going to, I can't think of his name. Uh, he's a country singer. The country singer. I can help yes. you there. Clint. Clint uh, no. <laughs> isn't he? He's married to somebody. Is it Keith Urban? No, no. that was before. Was we he actually new... on it? Keith Urban used to Good be. Night. When um, hold on, yeah, as when... your producer, I'm gonna. I never watch it, so I don't know. <laughs> Who is yeah. the? Host? Keith Urban was on when um, what's her name? Mariah Carey was on. Mar well, okay, uh, I don't watch it. So wait, Mariah Carey was a judge. Luke Bryan, yeah. who the heck? Luke, yes, big time, oh, huge I, guy, right? Clearly, because you both knew his name, and I have right. ever heard of him. I don't watch, so okay. I get a pass. Okay, all right, let's pass. Go over this. So this is the point of the story. This was a beautiful moment on ABC and American Idol, which is a humongous place where people watch. Um, there was a young guy who came in. His name was John Wayne something. Very country guy. Um, and he came in and he, you know, this big guy, had his guitar. And he was going to tell his story because, of course, now anybody who's on reality show has to have a story. Well, he was raised by his grandparents and uh, because his mother was um, addicted to drugs or something like that. And he was going to sing a song that he wrote for his grandfather. Well, of course, they're like, well, bring in your grandfather. And in walks the grandfather. And instantly I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. Um, so the whole story around this grandfather was that 
He was married um, for 50 years, and his wife died a few years ago. After she died, he came out as a gay man. And he was so afraid to tell this grandson who he raised because he was afraid that this child was not going to love him anymore. And eventually he did. On a side, he had told the wife earlier in life, but the two of them needed to be together to raise this son. So he stayed with the wife. And anyway, when he told his grandson, um, I have to find this quote because it was great. Uh, The son said, that doesn't change a damn thing because you are my best friend. You are my dad. And it was so sweet. And then he sang this song that he wrote for the grandfather called Tell Me Ray. The man's name was Ray. And, um, you know, it was like, tell me what's wrong. Tell me. I'm I'm here for you. I still am going to love you. It was, again, there's my husband ugly crying at the end of the, uh, I think we were sitting actually next to each other at that point. Sometimes we do. Um, and those of you who are married, you understand that. Uh, it was just so touching to see this big old country guy singing to his grandfather and the grandfather, of course, crying and Katy Perry's crying. And Katy then um, said to the grandfather, well, congratulations for finally living your authentic life. And just to have that moment on television and to have Luke Bryant, who is also a huge country star, to acknowledge this was a beautiful moment and that love is love is love and that's all that matters right it was great um so i actually did watch that because you know on my facebook page it's all things gay and political and um somebody sent me that link and yeah um, it was it was it was absolutely beautiful and um again like you said it was on abc so yeah um, which is brilliant yeah But now that made me think, um, because that's not an uncommon story that's out there, especially in gay men over the age of 70, because back then, so many of those men felt that they couldn't come out, they couldn't live their authentic lives. And then, you know, they all, a lot of them wanted to have families and children. And so they did marry women and create these families. And so many of them, like this man, have lived in that shadow of who they actually are. I don't know about you, Michael, but in our friend groups or our like groups of groups, we know about five couples of men who were married and have children um, and now are having grandchildren. And especially it's that group that is over 70. Although I do have a really close friend who is 55 or 50, something like that, um, who also married a female because he just felt he had to, that's the way he had to go. Um, they divorced and you know now he is living his authentic life. And this is awesome because I was just out in my backyard um, and my neighbors are two men, uh, gay men. One's a doctor, one's a lawyer, uh, also about 70 and their grandchildren are visiting right now. And they were all in the pool and it was so adorable to hear this little girl voice bossing grandpa around. She was telling him all kinds of things to do and this man is a very prominent doctor in New York City. 
And he's like, yes, he was doing everything she said. It was just so fun to just listen to that. Um, yeah, um, I, I got to interject because it's not just that generation because, mm-hmm. you know, I date a lot. <clears throat> um, and I have dated many people who have children from yeah. marriages. And those are those are men my age and also younger. So it, it really does encompass, I would say, everything from the 40-something all the way right. up until you know, the, the demographic you're talking about. Um, and it's interesting cause it's always a, um, I've always wanted kids. Um, yeah. and it's always one of the first conversations that they're very hesitant to have is that, Oh, I have, I have a daughter or I have two sons or, and I'm like, woohoo. Yay. Yeah. Right. Love kids. And they're like, what? Because usually that's not the reaction that they get. And I think our community can do a lot more to help support these folks who, dis, who, for whatever reasons, because they wanted a family and because they didn't see another route, um, felt like they should try a traditional life, which I hate that word. Right. But, um, you know, I think we could do a lot more to support these guys who come out later. And because um, not only did they have to struggle in the life that they had prior, but now they're struggling in an arena where it's new and unfamiliar and most gay men don't want anything to do with kids. I, I don't want to say most, but there is a large majority of gay men who don't want kids. Um, so I, I think that's something our community can sort of grow a little bit on as well and help, you know, that, that awesome. those folks. Cool. Uh, just also, I don't know if you noticed this last night while watching Family Karma during the wedding, but the uh, Indian father, the father um, in his toes said, okay, now we want a lot of babies. Yes. And they're like, okay, because that's their next step. Uh, that again, was one of the these... episodes I was, uh, that yeah. I did watch when the doctor called them with some not so great news. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's brilliant that here's here's this group of, and they're in their 30s that are now getting married. And they're going to yeah. raise their own families because they, it, it's acceptable now. So it, it's a, it was great. So thank you for um, jumping into my world of reality television. You're and very welcome. And allowing me to talk to, about now you're it. You're going to have to come bowling. No, no. <laughs> the only way I'm going bowling, ladies and gentlemen, is if we get 25 patrons on our Patreon. So help me, people. Then we want to see Tom bowling. <laughs> if I had to watch reality TV, Tom needs to bowl. Help me. Help me uh, sign up at our Patreon, please. And that's what? Patreon.com forward slash no two gays about it. Fantastic. Please. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start putting together a, a really smart outfit to go bowling. No, in, so. and you have to wear jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> you you oh. cannot have a smart outfit at the bowling alley. You could have a bowling shirt, but no smart yeah, outfit. That- no bowling shirt. First That'll be a Patreon stretch goal if we get an additional. <laughs> That'll we'll be get 30. an additional That'll five be people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Michael, what's happening in the world's a world of politics? Oh, it's um, it's not happy news. Surprise. Um, so, I'm not sure if you've heard. Um, in Tennessee, remember um, when we were talking a couple of weeks ago about how. Um, they're trying to wipe the drag community off of the face of the earth and passing legislation. And um, I do. There was nothing that was solidified in that moment. Well, now there is. The lovely state of Tennessee 
um, has passed two bills, SB3 and HB9. Um, both of them have passed. They're still working. They're tweaking some things within the bill before it goes to the governor's desk. But he okay. already said he'd sign it. And what this bill does is basically, uh, um, because it's such a gray area, it, it, it makes any adult-oriented, I'm putting that in quotes, um, entertainment illegal. Now, ironically, they included strip shows, go-go shows, and all this other stuff because I think that they didn't want it to just be targeting right. the drag community. But I'm really hard-pressed to believe that in Tennessee, the cops are going to raid a titty bar and shut them down as quickly as they will a drag show. Right. Call them crazy. And, you know, if I'm wrong, I will happily admit it. But, um, yeah, so Tennessee will be the first proving ground of, you know, obviously it will probably wind up going to the Supreme Court because it is, it's a violation of the First Amendment. There, there, yeah. I mean, it just is. The fact that somebody wants to wear a dress and lip sync um, <clears throat> is a criminal act. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. And here's a, here's a big hoo-ha. Because <laughs> the, the governor, Bill Lee, back in 1977, and apparently this is a thing in Tennessee, where high schools put on drag performances. There's a big oh. thing that happens um, in high schools around Tennessee. There's a there's a guy on Facebook. Oh, I wish I could remember his name, but he's from Tennessee. He's he, he he's the the gay redneck. No, the the liberal okay. redneck. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, he walks around talking. Is he's he's hysterical. He's usually yeah. I've seen him sitting in his car, but he actually okay. talked about this tradition in Tennessee. And oddly enough, the lovely governor Bill Lee dressed up in drag and there's receipts there's pictures in the 1977 yearbook of him doing drag in high school and do you know what it says under the picture what it it calls it says hard luck woman that's his moniker <laughs> that's the wow. governor's moniker under his drag picture in high school well now apparently that's not going to be happening anymore right in college, I don't know if this is a if this is obviously a step down. <clears throat> he also at Auburn University dressed up during their woohoo, we're the South rally kind of thing that they do as a Confederate soldier. So yeah, he's got a just a, a wonderful history of uh bigotry and hypocrisy. Um, just this long train dragging behind him to keep it in the drag metaphor. <clears throat> um, yeah. And the bill also actually um, prevents gender affirming care for adolescents, which basically means that if there's a trans kid who realizes at the age of 12 or 13, <clears throat> they're trans, usually They'll go into therapy. Um, there's a conversation with the parents about whether hormonal treatment at that point is good for them, but that's between the doctor and the parent or should be. 
Um, right. This bill also eliminates any of that. There, this, this child can't even go to therapy or speak to counselors um, <clears throat> if they're struggling with their sexual identity or their gender wow. identity, which is pretty shitty. Fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's a little bit of the sad news on one side. And then the other side, we did this really wonderful story about uh, Club Q, if right. you remember. And this I wonderful do. press release that the owner, Matthew Haynes, put out to the press and said, we'll be reopening and we're going to make this a, an environment and we're not going to let um, the haters win. <clears throat> well, a number of the employees um, came out and were like, uh, hold up a minute because you haven't done anything that you promised for us and you're literally sitting on the GoFundMe money. Um, he's sitting on about 80% of the GoFundMe money still which wow. was over $55,000 um, and hasn't distributed it to the employees or the victims' families or anybody who was impacted by the shooting at Club Q in Colorado Springs, which, you know, is a, was a gay bar. It's closed now. Um, <clears throat> but th there's something else really gross about this story that stuck out to me. And the owner has another business which shares a wall with Club Q. And it's a bathhouse, which he reopened <clears throat> three weeks after the shooting. So he's still making money off of his businesses, obviously. Right. And yet not taking care of the people who he promised to take care of um, after the shooting. And to me, that's pretty shitty. And I think he needed to be called out on that. Fortunately, there are other organizations in Colorado Springs that are helping the victims and getting them the legal and um, psychological and physical care that they need. But come on, dude, what the right. fuck? How do you how do you do that? How are you sitting on a pile of fucking money that doesn't belong to you that you raised in the name of your employees and the victims? How how is that okay? So. This is all really good news, I know, Tom. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it just—it's stuff that kind of pissed me off, and um, I, I just don't—I don't get people, and I don't get how people in our community can treat people in our community so poorly. Right. Well, you know, in a way, uh, there are shitty people no matter what community they're a part of. Yeah. You know, there are just some real dog-ass people who only think about themselves, only care about themselves. And so, yeah, you know, there are gay guys who are great. There are gay guys that aren't. There are great lesbians. There are not great lesbians. There are straight people. I mean, it, I, it's just yeah. some people really suck. They That's do. it. <clears throat> um, but the good news is some of the employees have found a new home. Um, it's a, a, a bar called Lux Daiquiri Lounge. And apparently um, the owners are giving them everything that Matthew Haynes was not. So that's a, that's a little bright side to the story. And um, shout out to anybody in Colorado Springs. If you're around the Lux Daiquiri Lounge, go visit. Indeed. <clears throat> so, Fantastic. Yeah. And I guess we could go to lighter stuff now because that was a little well, much. I, I have something that I would like to talk about. I don't know how light it is, but um, something happened this week that made me really start thinking, which is dangerous in itself, but um, I am 
I have a question that I've been putting out. I've been doing a lot of research, which I will talk about. I've been doing surveys with friends that I will talk about. But my question is, how do gay men over the age of 50 label themselves? Or do they? Um, so this is what happened. I, in my everyday life, I, I am a image consultant for actors. And I work with a lot of young actors. And I was working with this one young man who was just describing himself, telling me about himself. And he said, I'm queer. And the moment he said that word queer, I was taken, taken back a little bit. Um, I understand that there is a, a huge uh, number of people in the world who are identifying as queer. But the moment he said that word to me, it just brought me back to being a child or being a young person and having that word used against us um, as a very negative thing. Um, so then I, I just started wondering, what does that word mean now? Um, and so I, like I said, I'm going to put on my glasses. I'm going to read some stuff too. Um, According to Stonewall, uh, first of all, what does gay mean? Gay refers to a man who has an emotional, romantic, or sexual orientation towards men. It's also a generic term, including lesbian. Stonewall's definition of queer is a derogatory term for LGBT in the past, but currently it is people, mostly younger in particular, who don't identify with traditional categories around gender identity and sexual orientation, those that are ambigu amb ambiguous or fluid. Okay. Um, how do you feel about the word queer? So it's, <clears throat> it's interesting because, again, I mean, you, this, this sort of solidifies our odd couple relationship sure. yeah um, because in the 80s i was part of act up <clears throat> right and the demonstrations it was back then that i felt our community reclaim that word queer because one of our chants was we're here we're queer get used to it yes um, <clears throat> so i've used that word for decades with no problems along with fag and homo um as like if you know there are groups of friends that I'll, I'll I'll meet or run into and I'm like hey fag and they're like hey queer or hey homo, um, I feel like we've owned those words. So maybe it is because um, our different lives have bring us to different arenas mm -hmm. that um, they don't they don't rock my world, but I can definitely understand how <clears throat> somebody who isn't out in the bar communities or in, you know, especially in like sporting <laughs> softball, the shit we used to call each other, you know, somebody might hear randomly walking by and go, what? You know, um, right. Cause, but I do feel like there, there, there is a, gen there is part of our generation that reclaimed those words a while ago. Um, so I really want to hear more about, what you found with your circles of friends and how they react to them. Sure. Well, first of all, I, I, 
I really have not had a problem with that word queer. I do understand that it has been a word that has been reclaimed, um, especially back in the 80s and 90s. But now it's being used for, as I mentioned earlier, this more fluid, ambiguous, um, who are not putting any kind of... uh, label on themselves uh sexually so i get that it was just that when the when this young man said that word it just it hit me in a way bringing me back to hearing that word in a derogatory way so yeah so let me just tell you a few things that i did find like i said i was reading everything about this and it was mainly i just wanted to find out about this group of over 50 gay males and and how they feel about it one of the a really great thing that i read um do you know who david sadaris is yeah he's a humorist author (laughs) brother to amy um he's great this was a quote that he wrote uh for those of us of a certain age that word can can elicit terror. I prefer not to rebrand myself as queer. You know, he understands that there is the word out there. He's not going to reclaim it for himself, which is great, you know. And as I said, I did send out a little questionnaire to not only friends of mine, but just acquaintances that I that I have. And I want to read some of some of the ones that really struck me that came back to me. Um Let's see. Uh, Here's one. I have identified as gay since walking out of the closet. It was hard enough to say gay and to own it. I don't want to be anything else. Okay, cool. So he's identifying as gay. Uh, This was (laughs) kind of funny. I don't understand all those terms. It's too much for me. I have nothing against any of them. I'm gay, period. Which, seriously, when I was reading all of these different monikers that people are using today. In fact, you and I have a friend who's a pretty high up person at PFLAG, and I went to their glossary and I was reading it, and there were like 12 pages yeah. of what mm. people are referring or labeling or or monikers or whatever about their sexuality. And I was like, wow. I mean, again, when when we were kids, you were either the fag or you were, you know, not the fag. And um, then when we became out of the closet, you were gay or then there were lesbians. So all of this was, it's a lot, you know, especially for people our age and above. I um, agree. And what's interesting to me about, I mean, you know, you could you could brand yourself however you want. <clears throat> yeah. Whatever makes you feel more like you, awesome. Um, but sometimes folks get hostile, like, yeah. you know, with, with the, they, them pronouns, right. um, that if someone uses he or she instead, instead of educating them, they lash out. Sure. <clears throat> um, so I just would hope that the younger generation realizes that part of their job with all of these new terms. And just as an FYI, nobody's reinventing the wheel. Everything that you're going through and experiencing about who you are, has already happened at least a bazillion times. And a bazillion is an actual number. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not reinventing the wheel. So if you want somebody to respect you enough to call you by whatever particular pronoun or moniker you choose, then you have to be open enough to educate them and to be patient 
if for some strange reason they don't understand. And so you know that I was, <clears throat> I've said this a few times, I was raised by a pack of drag queens and trans folk in the community when I came out. So trans people have been part of my life my entire life since I was 18 years old. And they took the time to explain to me what it was they were going through. And then there was never another question in my mind about who they were, to, not only to me, but to themselves. Um, and I had an experience with someone who was on a softball team with me. And one of our teammates started dating someone who was trans. And he had a hard time with that. And he goes, so what does that make him? Meaning our teammate, um, is he gay? Is he straight? I said, he's in love. What more do you need to know? And there was a moment where I saw the light bulb go on in his head where he didn't look at it that way. He needed to label our teammate as, oh, so he's no longer gay? Um, and it's an interesting thing that we do too, and that we project out. So sure. I think there has to be patience on both sides when it comes to naming and labeling ourselves and others and how we perceive and what our, what our prejudices are against someone who labels themselves as something we don't get. Right. Um, yeah. So. In fact, I, I, I got a response from a, a friend of a friend of a friend, someone I don't even know, um, which kind of goes along with the same lines, but this is a little bit funny as well. Uh, this man wrote, they all got their own trophy and now they all want their own trophy name. Do whatever you want. Isn't that what we were fighting for? Be happy whatever you call yourself, but don't tell me I'm wrong for saying gay. I earned the right. And that's and that is it in a nutshell. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Do whatever perfect. you want, but don't tell me I'm wrong for yeah. what I'm doing. You know, and and the same thing for me too. Like I understand that the word queer is encompassing a whole bunch of different things now. But the moment he said that word, it took me back. You can't take that away from me. Nope. I was a child with some bullies calling me a, a queer and that hurt. So you can't take that away from me and tell me I'm wrong for feeling that. That, you know, um, I just want to read two more and then we can move on with this whole thing. Uh, because these meant something as well. Um, this came from a, a woman, a lesbian, and she said that uh, she used to identify as gay to help pass the Marriage Equality Act. So I was gay. Once that pact passed, I totally reclaimed queer. And to me, every time I say it, it's a big F you to those who called me that in a derogatory manner, which Great. So that. she's, yeah, right. She's yeah. finding the power in that word now <clears throat> to turn that around, which is great. Um, and this final one was a, a man who said, I was bullied using that word queer. But if that's what some young kid wants to be known as, what do I care? I'm gay. I hate the word faggot so much more. Hope they don't try to reclaim that word. Me too. Because i that's a word I do not like. Yeah, that's a word I don't think I'll ever get over. Um, yeah. Because it is so horrible yeah but ironically you know saying to somebody hey fag that's that's different 
to me where faggot is just uh, See, i don't know if i if someone said hey fag to me i would <laughs> i would not but again i'm not the kind of guy that someone would say that to you know right um and if someone did it would be like um i guess that's then my point to then educate them and say like you know that's i, I don't really like that yeah. word or whatever actually but it's here's an ironic sort of parallel line to that so i have a a black friend who uses the n-word all the time and it really bothers me and i've told him that um and now when he says it because he'll he'll say to me hey what's up and i'm like don't use that word (laughs) and he's like i'm so sorry um and now when he goes to say it, he literally will stop himself just because, again, I explained to him why it's so offensive to me. Right. And he gets that. And that's what it, that's what I think the, the, these we have to incorporate into the conversation is that understanding that some people aren't okay with certain words and they never will be. And that has to be okay. Even though you yeah. claim the word queer, doesn't mean you have the right to call somebody else queer who has an issue with that word, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, that, which is awesome. And yeah. in fact, um, to continue this, my savage side eye this week is along these same lines. Could I just interject something really quickly? You sure can. Because one of our Patreon listeners, a Mr. Scott Hobart, um, actually sent us a message and wanted to give the side eye to the club Q owner as well. Oh, so you go there, Scott. You go, Scott. Great. See, now I yeah. would say you go, girl. And oddly enough, there are a lot of men who have an issue with being called girl. See, yeah, I don't I'm again because I was raised in the drag community. So somebody says, "Hey, girl," I'm like, "Hey, girl, it's okay." Um, but you know. you know, the thing is, like, I know that about you. So if you were to say that to me, I'd be like, that's Michael, you know, um, I wouldn't be offended because I know that's who you are. But if someone that I didn't know, oh, absolutely, I would be like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. I've had right. straight women in a bar environment say to me, hey, girl, I'm oh. like, you don't have the okay. right to call me that. You're, you're taking my oh, side. Shit. Sorry. Hold okay. on. <laughs> oh, that's so but, weird. That's so weird. But, but for all okay. of you people out there listening. Uh, if you would like to throw in your savage side eye, as Scott Hobart did this week, um, you gotta join Patreon, right, and be be one of our followers there. And I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but with Patreon, you not only get to listen to us, but ho ho ho, you get to see us and. What a treat that is. <laughs> Crows feet all. Not so much. Um, all right. So let me tell you about my savage side. Eye. Because I, I guess it was, you know, I was doing all this research on how people identify and who in our age group identifies in these different words. And three things happened this week, which go along with what you were just saying about those straight girls in, in the bars. It also goes along, and I know this has happened to every gay male out there, where someone says, you're gay? Do you know Tony? He lives in Wichita. Like, no, dear, I don't know Tony. Oh, that's funny. You know what I do? I say, yes, gay Tony. I know him. (laughs) 
And they're, they're really, there's a moment where they go, oh, you do? I'm like, no. I know. No. Yeah. Um, anyway, so three separate things happened, and they were from women um, in their 30s. One was about 40. So the first thing that happened was, again, I work as an image consultant with actors, and this woman was showing me a dress that she was going to wear to, um, you know, for this audition and whatever, and and wanted to get my opinion on it. Well, first of all, the dress was looked like something one of the Real Housewives of whatever city would be wearing. Totally inappropriate for this woman to wear, and. I said that, and she said back to me, Ooh, girl, you know you want to try that dress on. Oh. I know, right? (laughs) And this is just, this is a woman you're just randomly giving advice to who you don't know. This is a woman paying me to help her with her career. And she's like, but, you know, you want to try this dress on? I'm like, no, I do not want to try this dress on. I I have wow. no desire at all. And how can you say that to me um, to begin with? If if I was known as a drag queen who dresses in, or transvestite or somebody who enjoys dressing in, in these women's very revealing dresses, maybe, but you don't know me that way. So I don't think you have the right to say that to me. Because yeah, you have a professional relationship. Correct? That was the thing, right? Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so the second thing that happened um, again, this is someone that I did not know um, who were talking about something, and she said, Oh, well, you're just a housewife. Um, I'm married, I have a husband, I have a penis. So I'm not the wife, ever. <laughs> and hmm. And again, this is someone that I don't know, so I can't, be, you know, if this was a friend, I'd be like, excuse me, <laughs> you're not saying that to me. But someone that I don't know to, be, to say that to me. Um, and it's usually these women who, who are like, you know, they're watching RuPaul's Drag That's Race. That's exactly they, what I was going to say. And they're like, hey, girl, hey, I'm part, I get it. I know all gay people are like you. I'm like, no, we are all completely, look at Michael and I, completely different men, even though we are both the same age. We both live right now in uh, Palm Springs. We were both living in Los Angeles, but we have completely different lives, completely different backgrounds. We're completely different people. And yet, just as we were saying with this word queer and how, you know, we just have to use the words that are appropriate for us, but do not put everybody in the same box. I do feel that a lot of these women are just like feeling a little too comfortable. Okay, here's the third one. And this was the the other thing that happened. Again, this is a professional um, relationship. I'm working with this woman and she shows me a picture of she and her husband. And I say to her, Oh, you, you're what a cute couple, or you guys look great together, or something. And she says, I know, isn't he hot? You can say it. All the gays want to jump my husband. Wow. I know, right? I think, no, I don't. I don't know the man. 
I know that he's married. I'm married, so I'm not going to jump anybody. Like, so my savage side eye goes out to these mainly women who are feeling a little too comfortable and putting us all into this same gay box. I just don't think it's appropriate. Um, oh, and I'm going to wrap, I'm going to bring this all the way around full circle to you do that. reality shows because that has put a very skewed perception yes. on our community. We're not all the big queens from that hideous, horrible, offensive show, West Hollywood. What was it? Do you remember? Oh, right. That lasted, what, it was canceled after the first episode with, uh, ah. yeah, uh, yeah. That Do you know that they just did another one that lasted a full season? The Those same people? No, uh, totally different group of people. But again, yeah, not um, all of us need to be fabulous or wear a dress or put on makeup. Some of us are just doing our shit, playing sports, yeah. you know, doing whatever the fuck it is. It, the, our, our community is so broad. And now we're yes. being painted with this really fine brush because of reality television and the dragification of the community, which again, I came out in that community. I love that community, but not all of us wear dresses and put on heels right. around the house. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's offensive that some people feel that they have that. And unlike you, I call people out. It's one of the few joys I have in my life right now. Well, <laughs> is to say again, to somebody, wait, <laughs> what? What you have, and again, like I said to that that woman, you don't have the right to say that to me. You don't yeah. have the right to call me girl. You don't know me. So right. I I enjoy that because then again, it's a it's a moment that I feel we can take to have a different kind of dialogue, open a conversation, and maybe just get them to go. Oh, I get that. Well, again, the big differences between us, Michael and I are definitely the odd couple. You will voice your opinion. I give them a look that they know. <laughs> oh, my God, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so they get it from me. I just am not as vocal as you are. Um, but if it was a friend, like I said, I would definitely say, you know, that's don't do that. That's we don't have to go into it. But I have um, a story where I said called someone genderqueer. And I didn't know them. And I was trying to relate to them by like, oh my God, I totally get. I didn't call them that actually. Hold on. I'm going to step it back. It sounds wrong. I was talking about somebody that I knew that was genderqueer. And it was still when we were trying to figure out terms of like, how do we, someone that's changing their gender. It was a new relative, like hot button woke term. And I said it. And after we were getting along and this person just went ice cold on me because it wasn't, it wasn't my place. And I was trying to be right, overly right. familiar. So. Which is, which isn't is a bad, a bad thing. thing. But it is a bad just, thing. You know. Especially, listen, as a, as a white. Well, I it's not because you didn't, you didn't, no. you didn't intend it to, you didn't no. intend it to be, but it was a moment of, of learning for you where you went, oh, maybe there was a different way to approach this person. And One, then. 1000%. Relate to them I guess what I mean is as, as a white woman, um, we, 
really all of a sudden went, oh my God, I get it. I understand white privilege. I understand, you know, all like women's intersectionality. And then we got really smart ass about it as opposed to just shutting up and listening and letting other people have the lead. So. Or over familiarizing yourself before you've earned that right. I mean, this was a lesson. Which is, you know, the same that you would want in return. You know, know. something common that's happening recently is men going, I understand that, but like, you know, it's scary going outside because you're a woman. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah, (laughs) I shouldn't have to agree with you now. We're not, we're not relating better because you understand that. Anyway, I'm just saying I'm not above reproach. (laughs) I don't, and none of us are, you know, and I think that's, I, I, that's why I, love this show that we're doing because again you know tom and i come from very different perspectives and none of us are above beyond reproach and none of us are above learning something new so which is what we're hoping to do here right that's what no two gays is all about learning new things and trying to bring our perspective our two different perspectives together and on different subjects. I think it's fantastic. So as a, as a sidebar really quick, Tom, I have to thank both you and Jessica for putting up with my bitchiness at times. So I, I appreciate the both of you. So that's a, okay. I thank you. You didn't have to do that, but I, I, Thank you for that. The other thing is that female voice you were listening to is our producer, Jessica, who Michael's talking about. Yes. And the third thing is that word bitch. I do not like when people use that towards me as well because I'm gay. Like, oh, hey, bitch, or hey, you're such a bitch. And I, hmm, that bothers me as well. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Here's a and you know lot what? of things. Right? Express it, right? That's that's all we that's all we yeah. can do is say, you know what? That doesn't work for me. Right. And right. Hopefully the other person is in a place where they could go, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Um, so before we close out, I just want to go back to this one quote that we had for today that you loved. Um, Do whatever you want. Isn't that what we were fighting for? Be happy whatever you call yourself, but don't tell me that I'm wrong for saying gay or whatever I want to call myself. I earned that right. Bravo so, fucking oh. Right. It's just be you. That's yes. all you have to be out there is just be you and let other people be them. And don't think because you're watching reality television that you know who they are because you don't. Um, nobody knows anybody unless, you know. You take the time to know them. Exactly. Find middle ground, man. We have so much right. more in common than the than what we don't, you know? Right. Did that make sense? It <laughs> Totally. We, okay. <laughs> so that's my point. If you if you start a conversation, you realize how similar we are. Right. And, uh, so, Michael, for those of the people out there who would like to contact us to tell us things about their lives, what words bother you? Who's out there bugging you? What what are your side eyes? Oh, if you want to do a side eye, you have to be a Patreon member. But for the rest of them, if they'd like to email us, what's our email address, Michael? We are at no two gays about it. And that's the number two. So no, the number two gays about it at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram with the same moniker, no two gays about it. And it's the number two. Um, and also on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash no two gays about it and you could reach us there and 
share share anything you want. Um, if you have a story that you you know you might want to have listened to, or you feel like you need to have voiced, please hit us up. Um, and again, I'd like to thank everybody out there in those realms who are commenting and giving us support. It means a lot. Definitely, and please spread the word. If you do like us, if you, if you are getting something from this, and again, who wouldn't be? Because we are. <laughs> adorable um spread the word share our um podcast with other people like it share it we want to keep doing this we want to keep bringing the voice of the over 50 male gay man out there to the conversation so please and patreon if you want to see me go bowling if you want to Please. send us, like Scott Hobart did this week, if you want to send us your savage side eye, you've got to be a member at Patreon. There's different tiers. You can get early access to our episodes. And of course, you can see the two of us. Um, and it's as inexpensive sh- as $3. So that's, that's, the, you know, that's, the, that's the tier that opens the door. So. How great is that? So uh, support our show if you would like to um, sign up at www.patreon.com forward slash no two gays about it. And remember, that's the number two, no two gays about it. Um, But I think you can find it uh, much simpler. Um, It's in the show liner notes. Just click on it and it'll take you right there. It's also on our Facebook page as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's there's links pretty much everywhere you can find us. Um, So so. please like us and please share us because we love doing this and we want to keep doing this. Um, So for all of you out there, thank you for joining us at No Two Gays About It, where every voice, every opinion, and every age group matters. And we challenge all of you, especially you over 50 gay males out there, to get out there and join the conversations and let your voices be heard. Whatever you whatever you label yourself as, whatever you want to call yourself, just get out there and help educate everybody else by joining that conversation. Absolutely. So, Michael, this has been fun. Until next time. Thank you, Tom. And thank you for listening out there. We'll see you next week. Bye.